Good evening, everyone. Captain Eddie here, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Emmy Lentino, whom you'll meet in just a moment. Tonight, we have a really special treat for you. Tonight, we are joined by true country music royalty, a young lady who has touched millions around the world with her music, a true artist who has, by the way, been voted by Time Magazine as one of the 50 most beautiful people in the world, and we completely concur. An artist that crossed genre lines early to have her music not just in the number one spot on the country charts but number two on the billboard top 100 pop charts as well she has her own star on the hollywood walk of fame how, how cool is that she has won more awards than we have time to mention including academy of country music american music awards country music awards and even a grammy an artist that while recognized around the world has never forgotten her roots back in Butcher Holler, Kentucky. She has had 20, count them, 20 number one hits and six albums certified gold. And she has the privilege, and it's an honor, it's a privilege, but she worked for it. The very first female country artist to have an album go platinum. How cool is that? We are so incredibly honored to welcome none other than Crystal Gale to Hearts of Nashville. Let's join that interview already in progress. Welcome everyone, and especially our special guest, Crystal Gale, coming to us from Nashville, Tennessee on Music Row. And of course, uh, I'm joined here by our co-host, Emmy Lentino. We are so honored to have you. Welcome, Crystal. Well, thank you for having me. This is great. I'm honored. Now, Well, the honor is really, is really all <laughs> ours. <laughs> I have to say, Eddie and I, and, and, and our, our entire staff at Heart of Indie Radio and all the listeners, Everyone is just fanning out here. So we're going to take a moment and compose ourselves. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> exactly. Our whole team is like, can I be on for just a second? Just a few seconds? <laughs> maybe maybe next time. Oh, my goodness. So um, a little bit about your background. So you were born. Brent I was. I was born Brenda Gale Webb in Paintsville, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, I was the only one born in a hospital. So otherwise it would have been Butcher Hollow, Kentucky. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and I just mentioned that in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, being the last out of eight, my mother, you know, she thought she was gonna have problems, I guess. <laughs> and she did, no. <laughs> Now, not to make a pun out of it, but Paintsville, Kentucky, can you kind of paint a picture for us what, what growing up like that was like for our listeners? I know what it was like because I grew up that way. But yeah, what was that like as a child growing up in that family in Paintsville, Kentucky? Well, at least for the four, first four years, right? First four years in Paintsville, Kentucky. You know, I, I have some memories of, of being there and uh, being my, with my mom. And then of course with pictures, it, it brings it closer. But, um, you know, we moved in because the mines were closing. But, you know, it was a simple life. You know, my mother, she had the garden and it was just uh, people help each other there. It was just a, a neat way to be, uh, to live. And, but of course, when we moved to Wabash, Indiana, and that was uh, when I was four, but mom moved before and found work and, uh, she sent for us all, but it, Wabash is a great place. It's still kind of home, isn't it? It's definitely my home. That's where I grew up. That's where I went to school. All my 
friends from school were there. And uh, of course, my husband was had transferred into Wabash High School last year. So, <laughs> and then, you know, it was fate. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about, about family real quick. And I know Emmy's got something coming up there, too. But you have an older sister, uh, Loretta Lynn, who's also in the music business. In fact, you have quite a musical heritage. Um, Something that I heard, I want to ask you if this is true. Did your mother actually say you could sing before you could walk? My mother did say I could <laughs> sing before I could walk. That's and priceless. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm sure my mother was singing around the house and, you know, I, I chimed right in. <laughs> but, you know, music in, in Kentucky, uh, everybody would gather on the front porch with their guitars yep. And, yep. and just sing and have a good time. And, you know, when we moved to Indiana, what was on the front porch went into the living room and uh, we still had a good time. Yep. Uh, same thing in Tennessee. Can you tell us a little bit about your family ties in the music industry without getting too much into it? Because this is about you. But uh, I just want people to understand you are connected quite a bit to the industry. Well, uh, you know, I'm very, very lucky and very honored to be the sister of Loretta Lynn. And she is an icon. What can I say? You know, my sister, she got my foot into the door and uh, she gave me a lot of advice. She said, quit singing my songs. She said, we have one Loretta Lynn. We don't need another. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knew she knew what it was going to be like to uh, be in the business. And she wanted me to have my own identity. And she said, you go M.O.R middle of the road, something I wouldn't be doing. And uh, she was right. I do not think I would have had the success that I had if I did not go in a different direction. Do you feel like the industry and listeners as well would have spent too much time trying to compare the two of you had you been trying to sing her country songs? Definitely um, the comparison would have been there because when I look back to some just demos that I did as a young girl, it's like, is that Loretta? <laughs> it's me. So I was trying to, you know, be my sister as well. And I love my sister. I loved her singing. And, uh, and we love singing together. You know, when Loretta and Peggy, my sister, Peggy Sue, she sings also. And she's actually traveled with me on the road for uh, quite a few years. But, yeah. uh, you know, we get together and we have that family blend and it's great. Yeah. Now, you also have a, a distant cousin in the industry, right? Patty Loveless? Patty Loveless, yes. Love you know, her to death. You know, in Kentucky, so much entertainment, entertainers has come out of those hills. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we're all related. So. <laughs> <laughs> We were making a joke about that the other day, so we won't talk about that here. But yeah. <laughs> Tennessee too, you know, there's an there's an imaginary state line there between Kentucky and Tennessee. But yeah, so I've got another question about actually your your early years. You were talking about graduating high school, and uh, I know Emmy's got a question she wants to ask you. But I wanted to ask you this: so right out of high school, you signed with Decca Records, which was Loretta's label at the time, right? Decca Records, yes. That's a great label. And then shortly after, you shifted gears and, and signed with United Artists and kind of took a whole different direction. Could you talk a little bit about that, why, why you made that change? Well, Decca Records, you know, definitely where I said my sister got my foot to the door. Right. She got my first recording contract with Owen Bradley. You know, I got to go and work with one of the greats. 
I mean, he he was wonderful in, in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, they changed the name to MCA before I left. But, you know, my contract was, Mooney, uh, Loretta's husband was my manager at that time. And he had a contract with uh, DECA that was only about two, three years. So it wasn't a long yeah. drawn out contract, which was great. So when it was coming to an end and, uh, and he wanted me to do th some things that I didn't really want to do and this and that. And, <laughs> and so I said, you know, I'm just going to go back to Indiana. <laughs> I was married at that time and I thought, you know, I'm just going to be a housewife. <laughs> but um, I had a television special too, or uh, not special. It was uh, the country carnival and uh, the Jim Ed Brown country place. Yeah. Uh, the country carnival was Del Reeves, but I had to finish some uh, TV. So I was in the, the studio doing my, my spots and uh, Lynn Schultz, from United Artists said, uh, was just talking to me and he said, what label are you with? And I said, I'm not with any label right now. And he said, will you come see me Monday? <laughs> so that was history. And then they put me with uh, Alan Reynolds. And, you know, definitely that was the, the rest is history, right? The rest is history. Yes. I, I love Crystal, how your career is. It's, it's amazing because you have continued to be who you are without any apology. You stick to your guns, so to speak, and you are very, very driven to maintain your integrity. And that connection that you have with your listeners is yes. absolutely amazing. And I, I really believe it's because you haven't sacrificed your own, um, yeah, your own self-worth or anything that, that typically we see a lot of people in the industry do because of pressures. And I, I love that about you, but I'd like you to kind of speak to perhaps some artists out there that are aspiring and they see you and they go, wow, I just, I just love how she's always been so authentic. How would you describe the difficulties in staying true to yourself, despite the pressures for these up, up and coming artists? There's a lot of things going on in the music industry from the record company to I, you know, there's so many things that uh, is going to approach you when you're starting out and you have to be true to yourself. A lot of people want to change you. They want to make you record things you do not want to do. And I've seen it happen. And I've seen where uh, artists were more happy with the songs that they were picking. But then when the label got involved, they gave them the songs. You know, you have to be you have to love the song that you're going to be singing when you're out there uh, touring. And uh, that was what my producer, Alan Reynolds, told me. He said, you better like this song because you're going to be the one that's singing it. So, <laughs> but we would go in, we'd look for great songs, but you have to, um, you, you know, your self-worth. Uh, I, I always said I turned down a lot of money because I wouldn't do commercials that I did not believe in the product. And uh, maybe I should have. I'd had more than me. <laughs> no, I, I knew that a lot of um, kids... A lot of children were looking up to me and they were listening to what I had to say. So I wanted to uh, the, be the best example that I could be. You know, I love that. that triggers a, a, a memory for me uh, when you're talking about really making sure that you love the songs. And here's here's what I thought of as soon as you said that George Morgan told his daughter, Lori Morgan, you better love your biggest hit because you're going to be singing it the rest of your life. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely true. 
do you remember where you were the first time you heard yourself on the radio? And, you know, how did that feel? You know, was that like a flood of emotions? Did it take a while to sit in? Do you remember where you were? When uh, I was driving to Nashville and going around Louisville, Kentucky, and my song came on and it was just incredible. I'm hearing my song. <laughs> I'm hearing my voice on radio. It was really special. Now that Which song was that? That was I Cried the Blue Right Out of My Eyes. Ah, yes, absolutely. You know, one of the questions that we get from time to time from especially new artists is this question regarding recording separately, remotely, or recording live recording in the studio and one of the questions i wanted to ask you for them is do you have a personal preference where you like to record if uh, i'm recording uh, music it's definitely i like to to be in the studio with the musicians the uh, chemistry uh, right as far the chemistry you know you're right there with them and of course i you know i have had tracks that's already been put down and actually if we go back to my very first recording with Owen Bradley I was sick so I had to uh, he put down the tracks and I came in and sang over that but it, it, you know you learn to, to adapt to all of it but being in the studio with those musicians is incredible and like being um, you know when we can be in the same studio live uh, together as uh, us all together talking would be great too I love that yeah and, and I find that too if you're actually in the studio with the musicians in real time if there's a problem, you can fix it now, as opposed Definitely. to email them and tell them to change this up. Well, it kind of sucks the life out of it for me. <laughs> I kind of yeah. want to be there with the musicians. So, yeah. Emmy? Yeah, I just, I, I had a, actually a question about, not so much about the recording aspect, but when you're doing all of these tours, you know, because you have been touring uh, with uh, for a, a period of time that most artists would just mm -hmm. dream of. When you're on stage and you hear other people singing your songs and they're looking at you like I am, like, ah, <laughs> how does how does that feel inside your heart? Do you have this, do you have a, a reaction right away or is it kind of like post-show where you kind of reflect and go, wow, this is my career. This is what I get to do. Well, I love people singing my songs and uh, uh, singing along with me when I'm on stage is yeah. just incredible. I mean, they know the songs better than I do. And, you know, so if I may mess the word up, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who hasn't done that, right? <laughs> Actually, one of the, the places that um, when I first experienced the singing alone uh, with me was in Ireland. And they're pretty loud over there. <laughs> oh, wow. It was great. <laughs> An Irish brogue <laughs> singing your songs. I love that. <laughs> You know, Crystal, you have a string of awards, you know, ACM, AMA, CMA. Um, we could do an entire show just talking about your achievements and all your accolades over the years. But can you share with us how you felt at such a young age to suddenly walk away with a Grammy for Brown Eyes Blue? It was incredible. It was something that, um, you know, I, I can still see myself on stage. Uh, going out there, but I was so nervous too. I bet <laughs> because there were so many um, artists that 
there that I'm like, wow, I'm here with them. And, you know, I met Linda Ronstadt, I've, Steve Martin, all these people that like, uh, you know, that were there and the, you know, of course I was um, one that didn't have a lot to say. I'd always say, thank you, <laughs> and head for the door. <laughs> <laughs> we could make a whole tape of my, thank you. <laughs> Where some people can go out there and talk a mile a minute. That was not me. So you were being asked to suddenly go out and talk in front of millions of people when really what you wanted to do is fangirl with all these other other mainstream <laughs> artists, right? <laughs> I did yeah, really. I wanted to go look and say hi. <laughs> and I would have if they'd let me. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting how structured those situations are. Emmy, you have a follow up to that? I do actually. It um it has nothing to do with the award shows, but. I have a question, and this is actually from my dad, who is probably one of your biggest fans of all time. And he wants to know how it felt the first time people made a big deal about your hair. And was that oh, something yes. that, you know, was it? And and uh, honestly, it's not just his question. I'm sure so many people are like, can you ask about the hair, please? I know, floor so, length um, <laughs> hair. <laughs> so I well, just, yeah. How, how, does, how did it feel at that time to do something. I, I, I realize that your mom wanted you to have short hair and then you, you grew it out. Um, I, I believe that's how it was. But how how did that go from just growing your hair out and the attention that it received? How did that feel? And was it did it ever get a little bit annoying to kind of have people peg you with with, with the hair? <laughs> just curious. Well, with me with growing up and wanting long hair, my mother kept it short because she worked nights a lot. So she was not there in the morning. So be going to school with, she'd meet me, she'd walk to work and I'd meet her walking home and she'd be cleaning my face. <laughs> 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 Crap on the go. And so she kept it short. So it would look halfway decent, but uh, I always wanted hair long enough to put in a ponytail. And, you know, of course I'm not a really good hairdresser. So to wash it, let it dry, I could go on stage, it was ready. That was perfect. But I saw someone with hair to their knees. I was in a, I think it was a service merchandise store and she was checking me out and I thought, wow, I'm gonna see if I can get my hair because my hair was to my waist and, and it didn't take long and it didn't, I didn't stop it at the knees. I let it grow and I, the longest it's been has been about four inches on the ground that was, I had to cut it back because I was, I was stepping on it and it was hurting. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, I really didn't, you know, having long hair. Yes. It was like, Oh, you have long hair. You're not, my sister always wanted me Loretta to cut it and, you know, do all certain things with it. But I, I couldn't afford a hairdresser to go on the road with me. So, you know, I said, I, you know, I'm, I like just washing it and letting it dry, but um, it just really happened. It, it, it wasn't that I meant for it to be a part of something that, uh, you know, it was a, oh, Crystal Gale, long hair. Can I ask a question? I hope this is not too personal. How long does it take to wash that much hair? This is just a guy thing now. I'm just imagining <laughs> that hair that it's almost to the floor. And do you do it all yourself? Well, you know, to do the hair tip, you know, with long hair, 
you don't have to wash the whole thing with the the mm. shampoo just the uh you know the top of the hair and and then if you really want to keep your hair long you don't really use the dryer but i'm usually in a hurry lately so i use the dryer on the top part anyway but that's the hardest part is waiting for it to dry and then taste? you can come out it it just depends here in nashville it's so humid in the summertime it oh, takes a lot yes. longer than i would like <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> in a dry area it's really fast <laughs> i go yes. outside the wind <laughs> dry. the wind this beautiful <laughs> oh i love that <laughs> okay so i have a fun question for you there are so many really iconic cool images um out there of you when you're 18, 19, 20 years old. And I'm sure you're familiar Those with all the days, my friend. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we got a whole new song coming now, right? By Crystal Gale. Uh, her, her cover of that. That would be kind of cool. So get one of those images in your mind for just a second. And if you could reach back and talk to that girl, that young lady at 18 or 19 or 20 years old, <laughs> that superstar to be. What would you tell her, knowing what you know now? Oh, my, enjoy it more. You know, I think I was so nervous and, and frantic. I mean, I went everywhere. We were busy so much. And, of course, you know, you get the stage, the frights and all this and that. And, and really just to slow down and enjoy it uh, a little bit more, even though I did enjoy it. But we yep. were really running. And I did more television. Um, I was offered more than I could do. I wish I could could have done everything that was offered. You know, I got to do Bob Hope specials, Dean Martin. I mean, all these wonderful specials on TV. It was a different time for television. You know, now we have everything in the world and I'm what you call a, a channel flipper. I mean, I can't stay on something for more than five minutes. <laughs> I move on because there's so much out there. You're one of the, the challenges to keep people from clicking. Yes, <laughs> to click on. I'm a challenge. <laughs> Okay, so I have a follow-up question to that. What would you tell young aspiring artists today, those who are either brand new in the industry or thinking about getting into music, what advice would you give perhaps regarding music industry and equally important on a personal level? You know, you have to really love the business because it is not easy, the traveling, everything involved with it. But you, mm -hmm. if you love it, then it all comes together. So you have to, that's really the first thing. And, uh, you know, you're going to be told one thing and it's never going to happen. Those happen all the time. Um, you know, you just have to, as I said before, be true to yourself and try to write songs if you can. And that helps you get into the business. But it, it definitely is a total, totally different atmosphere out there than when I first started. So it, it's... It's a little bit different, you know, now, you know, you can do YouTube, you can do all the socials and maybe be a big star the next day. Yeah, it could happen. So um, I guess look in the mirror and ask yourself, who are you really? Yeah. You know, really, you've got to know where you want to go. You've got to know. Yeah, this is the life you want, because it definitely is. It takes time. It um uh, it, it really is not, uh, you know, I think people see the person on stage and they, oh, wow, this is neat. This is fun. But a lot of, a lot goes into getting there. Yep. Mm. With all the success that you've had, 
And again, we could do an entire show just covering your, your accomplishments and all your accolades, all the things you've done over the years. Is there anything that you still wish you had done or still want to do? I love to record. I love doing television. I love it all. And uh, I never really put the goals on me that some people do. Um, you know, I've had you know at least 20 number ones or more and a lot of top tens. And, you know, it's I could ask for more, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I've had a great career. I've had uh, so many wonderful people behind me that, uh, you know, I can't really say that, uh, you know, maybe I'll write a book, maybe do some things oh, like really? that that I've really book, been putting off. What would that book be about? Oh, well, well, there's several different things I could do. So, okay. <laughs> and I've started a few of them. So, um, you know, I could do the hair book. I could do, um, from having the short hair to the long hair <laughs> with the chips and, but just, you know, a, a little bit about my life and uh, a family life. That would be kind of cool. That would be amazing. We, we, we would, uh, we would buy the first two copies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Eddie, Eddie and myself. <laughs> um, Crystal, I, I love that you have this, this true inner peace that comes when you speak, especially when Eddie was talking, you know, is there anything that you, wish you had done or that you'd like to do in the future. And I think something that I feel that all of our listeners can take away from tonight's interview is that you truly are at peace with who you are and that you're happy within yourself. You love your family. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people perhaps miss when they're chasing certain things. They don't actually have a peace or a happiness within their spirit. And that is so important. How is it that you feel or, or how was it that you were able to maintain that in, in your life, that important staying balanced and true to yourself and that peace that, that you so clearly have? Well, I really am a good actress, you know. <laughs> you know, I definitely have had my days where, <laughs> you know, that I'm so, what am I doing? <laughs> but, you know, I had great parents, you know, that had great morals. Uh, I mean, my mother was wonderful. Uh, you know, I, I think when that's in your background, you have something to build on. And, uh, you know, I, I think I used to think everybody had that type of parents. And then later I realized they didn't. But, uh, you know, that's really where I, I put my building blocks of my life. You know, I have a good family. I've got a great husband that, and great children. So, you know, you have to have that inner peace. And definitely, you know, we can all have that moment of, okay, I'm feeling down today. But then you think, you know, what you have, maybe someone else doesn't have, or just in your health. And that really lifts me up. A thankful Absolutely. heart goes a long way. I love that. Yes, it does. So your most recent album, can you talk just a little bit about that? The album's called You Don't Know Me. And it's filled with country classics that I grew up singing. It has um, uh, the song uh, Ribbon of Darkness, which was a Marty Robbins song. Mm -hmm. And when I started recording, or when I started out recording on my own and traveling the road, um, I got to open for Marty. How and cool I, was that? It was in, just incredible. And Jack Green I opened for. I mean, I look back, Baron Young, all these icons of mine <laughs> i know a bygone era right and it's kind of kind of yes. sad that we've lost so much of that but yeah yes, and, 
I looked at that album and I thought, oh my gosh, she has come full circle back to her country roots now with this. You know, well, you this had... was, uh, I love those songs and they yeah. were songs that I would sing at the top of my lung, you know, in the backyard or, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was, it was songs that I wanted uh, my son to hear what I, I grew up listening to. I mean, he loves country, he loves it all. He, he does, uh, he actually um, co-produced the song album and he mixed it, engineered it. And uh, I mean, we had a great time in the studio and, and I'm, I'm glad he got to work with me on that project. Oh, that must've been incredibly special for him to work with you. Oh, yeah. we didn't argue so much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but as I always say, mothers knows best, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that's the rule. True. That's the this, rule. This is what I tell my little girls as well. Mommy knows best. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> and when that doesn't work, mommy knows. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give it. <laughs> um. Well, Crystal, how can folks find you online? You'd like to uh, plug your, your web address oh, and maybe um, how they can find you on social media and that sort of thing? Well, I have crystalgale.com. And then I'm on Facebook, which is uh, Crystal Gale. But I, I guess it has the blue check mark there. And I'm on Instagram. And I'm trying to think it's called The Crystal Gale. I have been trying to get verified on Instagram. <laughs> they won't do it. <laughs> I figure, you know, I'm at this age and they don't believe it's me. <laughs> oh I my goodness. And I'm trying to get verified. I just, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I we hadn't figured out their algorithm either. So, <laughs> but, you know, we just get out there and, you know, people can uh, find us on, on uh, that crystalgale.com definitely has the tours and everything with it. On behalf of myself uh, and Emmy Lantino and our entire team at Hands of Grace, Ray of Light and Heart of Indy Radio, we want to thank you for taking this time to join us here and share your story and inspire so many other artists around the world. Uh, this is broadcast in nine countries, so a lot of people will see this. And I've got an obligation. Our camera guy, Don, kind of poked in a minute ago and said, please tell her hi for me. So our camera oh. guy, Don, <laughs> said to tell, tell Crystal that he loves your music and he grew up on it. And he just loves you to death. So. Uh, he we'll just wanted to say that. On high for me. <laughs> I will. Love you, Don. <laughs> You've made Don's Don's year. <laughs> I know. He, he's going to be like, I want to copy that now. <laughs> Crystal Gale said she loves me. <laughs> but, uh, thank you so much for, for chatting with us. It really, really does feel like we're in this, you know, virtual living room together hanging it out. Does. And I know our listeners will have really loved hearing from music royalty you are country music royalty and you have a beautiful heart and you're so talented so thank you so much for well, graciously accepting chatting with us it means a lot absolutely our best well, to your means family a lot too to me. <laughs> means a lot to me that you wanted me on thank you thank you so much and you stay safe god bless you thank, thank you, you. bye-bye thanks you crystal care. have a beautiful day bye-bye you too love y'all love ya. Mwah.